Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. I'm Mike Salmon alongside Stephen Julian. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, good morning there, Mike. Why are you laughing? Because you're just staring at me. You're staring a hole right through me. I am so excited. We have to talk about the bell to start the show. We have to. I demand it. Let me remind everybody that we are broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, and we have a little... Hotel bell. We do. And it, oh, man, I like that. The concierge bell. Right. And why do we need to talk about it? Because you got mad at me last time, we, last show. You guys can listen in the archives. And you said I used it too much. The idea is we have the spell. That was well done. And when you make a point, a, a well. A great point. A great point, we ring the bell. A concierge level type right. knowledge point. But what happened last time? You said I used it too much, but I just think we made that many great points. And mainly I was ringing the bell for the guests who were making great points. Oh. So you and I apparently, we, our relationship's a little, uh, little little, bit in tatters here. We'll work through that today. We'll work Maybe our it. next show we'll have a relationship expert. Maybe so. But, but, today, but today we're actually going to kind of go outside our lane because right. typically we talk to B2B businesses. Yes, we do. Uh, today we're going to talk to a couple organizations with some great causes. And our first one is Claire Dees. And Claire is with Spectrum Autism Support Group. Good morning, Claire. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. I had no idea how much fun this was going to be to join you guys today. But We're I'm just grateful. getting started, Claire. It's going to get better from here. We've only scratched the surface so far. But uh, tell us all about Spectrum Autism Support Group, what your organization's all about. Okay. Well, I love talking about Spectrum Autism Support Group. Um, first thing I always say is we're much more than just a support group. We started in 1998. Um, the co-founder of the group, um, another mom, had come to the Gwinnett County School System and said, why isn't there a support group for parents with children with autism? I need help. They said, you know, it's a great idea. We'd love to help you with that. But we think parents should run a parent support group, not the school system. But we'll do all we can to help you. And she said, I'm a single mom. There's no way I could do this by myself. And they said, we know a mom who might be willing to help you and connected us. And the rest is truly history. Our very first meeting, 100 people showed up. Wow. No doubt there was need for support in Gwinnett County. And families begin to share, what do they want? What do they need? More than support, they needed summer programs, camps, respite, after school care. And we realized there were a lot of gaps in our community for services for individuals with autism and their families. So while it started through the school system over since 1998, it has grown outside the school system to include a lot of different services. Absolutely. So the school system um, allowed us to use facilities and help share information with students uh, to send home about the meetings and we quickly outgrew their facilities and spaces. So we now use local churches mm -hmm. and the First Baptist Church of Duluth currently hosts our monthly meetings, been very generous to support us with over a hundred people in a meeting. We need a lot of space. Yeah. We do breakout sessions at our monthly meetings. So we have a meeting with general educational information. We'll have a breakout for dads. We'll have a breakout for parents of preschool and newly diagnosed children, parents raising adult children with autism. We have um, even a group in Spanish only because our community is very diverse and we have a lot of Latino families who don't speak English. And now we've developed our brochure in Spanish and in Korean as well. For those people who are listening who do not have a child on the spectrum, um, or for those people who are listening who who do 
but they've never thought about they 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 are in where where you guys were before 1998 of i don't even know what's out there let me ask this question what are the what are the top two or three services that get used most often or first or you know what are the big i could ask you what are all the services and we'd be talking for probably 45 minutes but what are some of the main ones that somebody who's just interacting would go, ooh, oh, yeah, I definitely have a need there? So in addition to the monthly support group meetings, we have as our largest program, our summer camp program. So typically we serve 75 to 80 kids from ages 4 up to 30. We serve all age and ability in all of our programs. So um, the camp program this summer is a little smaller due to COVID, but Mm -hmm. um, we do social skills groups year-round. We have a drama club, a technology club. Social skills is a lifelong learning issue for people with autism. So all of our programs focus on social skills. So even our parents often become isolated socially. So our family events are our next largest thing. We do family events every month. They're free. We look for local sponsors, and we have fishing days. We have holiday parties, pool parties, and partner with local um, businesses, local organizations to make those happen. And over two or 300 people come out always for these judgment-free, fun family days where parents can connect with other parents. And then one of my favorite projects is our Spectrum Community Inclusion Project, where we provide free training for local businesses like the Aurora Theater or a church who wants to have a special needs ministry. Um, Anyone who wants to learn how to better include families and individuals with autism, we have free webinars, free face-to-face training, because we feel it's that important for our families to be included in the community. Claire, looking at the notes here, and it looks like you've been serving over 1,500 families uh, so far. And you mentioned camps and and education and and training and and things like that. Those things cost money. You did mention quickly there you have sponsors. Our audience is businesses out there. So how can some of the businesses out there that are listening today support this and become a sponsor? And what does that entail? Okay, so we have developed a lot of great sponsorship opportunities for these events that we have. You can be an exclusive sponsor. You can have a table. You can speak for a few minutes to families, give away any kind of tchotchke stuff you want to give away. Um, We love having an exclusive sponsor for a family event. For $500, you are the exclusive sponsor. A lot of website and social media attention with that. Um, In addition to that, though, we have monthly meetings that cost us over $1,000 a month to put on those meetings. Part of that is paying for childcare for the children so the whole family can attend. So we have been uh, taking on sponsors to sponsor a monthly meeting, and they can have a breakout session to speak. Um, Local banks love doing it. They can talk about their services. Someone in financial planning is a great fit. So people who have something to share that might encourage our parents and educate them in any areas that might be helpful as they raise a child with autism are best possible sponsors, but anyone can sponsor. I have insurance agencies are like, I just want to do this because I think this is meaningful work, and then they get their name out there as well. So for $500 a month, you can um, do a monthly meeting, and people line up to take those opportunities. We're booked all the way through December now with right. sponsors. So. No, I mean, nothing bad can come from having your name associated supporting autism. Um, outside of writing a check, and of course money is the big thing that makes the wheel turn, are there other things that businesses can help to that, that, you, that you're looking for? Absolutely. So we have a wish list 
on our website where if people want to donate things like even copy paper, um, we welcome things like that. Um, we need snacks and drinks sometime for summer camp or the monthly meeting. So sometimes people might want to do in-kind donations, and we love that. Absolutely love that. We love volunteers. We use over 650 volunteers every year. So we have a link on our website where you can sign up to volunteer in any area that appeals to you. And um, that really makes our work happen, having that kind of volunteer. Our biggest event is the Georgia Race for Autism and Fall Festival. It's always the first Saturday of October at the Gwinnett Fairgrounds. It's a great sponsorship opportunity, but it's also a great way to get your business involved to come out and help set up on Friday the day before. Um, do some giving back in the community. We line up with Gwinnett Great Days of Service so that people can sign up on their website as well. And a lot of times those volunteers get out and find out who we are and what we're doing. And then they're like, what else can we do during the year? And we love that people that want to volunteer on a year round basis. Maybe come out to a family event, just help with an egg hunt. Um, help serve refreshments, you know, whatever is needed. So We're speaking with Claire D. She's with the Spectrum Autism Support Group. Um, two quick questions. First one's very easy to answer. Your, your area of service, obviously we're in Gwinnett County. Does it stretch beyond Gwinnett County? Is it most of the metro area? Talk about your reach real quick. Um, I'm glad you asked that question because we did start just in our, our focus was Gwinnett. Yeah. Um, Gwinnett is a very large county, and we have a very large autism population, but when you look around the metro area, unfortunately, there are not a lot of support groups like Spectrum. So people come, drive an hour, an hour and a half to come wow. to a monthly meeting, to come to bring a child to camp, and then we do overnight camps up at Camp Twin Lakes and Winder. So people come not just from the state of Georgia, but they come from other states even to attend that overnight week long because there are not a lot of camps in our southeast area specific just to autism and all our staff are trained in the field of autism. So so that leads me to my second question. Um, so you right now you are operating mostly in Gwinnett, but it, I can hear there's a desire there is such a need and therefore a desire so one of the big needs is to uh to try and copy what's happened here with spectrum and gwinnett in other areas what are some of the other big needs because when we ask a business owner hey where do you see yourself in three to five years that the, there are business goals and it it shifts a little bit with what you're doing because it because i think your growth is what are the needs that we haven't been able to really help with that are that are there in the future. So what are the things you'd like to see Spectrum be able to do that maybe it can't do right now? We just did a needs assessment this year to kind of see what are families looking for? What do they see as the needs in our community? And uh, everyone came back saying, you need a place, you need a facility. So we would love to have a building. We don't really have um, the funds to purchase a building or rent a building now, but we share spaces. I work out of my home to run the organization. so. Somebody might just want to donate a building, and we could make that happen uh, to have a place to do our trainings, to expand our programs, to do the after school, and to do more programming. Um, we are sharing our model across the state. Uh, the state of Georgia has taken an interest in what we're doing and realizes there is a need for um, other groups like ours. I can't run them all over the state, but I can teach other people how to do it. So right now there are four pilots happening across the state and we're teaching them how do you use local facilities like your local church or school. But as we grow, we realize um, we could be a center, a hub here and going out. You know, they have Parks and Rec has senior centers. I'm like, why don't we have a disability focused center? I speak up at all of their events saying we need one of these, but I if I had a facility, I could use it for recreation and more. Well, and those, yeah, and those parks and rec have facilities that could be used more for special needs. I mean, absolutely. And we do partner with them and yeah. we train yeah. all of their summer camp staff so That's that they awesome. can handle individuals with autism. That's great. 
Uh, Claire, you're the executive director with Spectrum Autism Support Group. I want to ask you a little bit about you. Uh, not so much your background just yet and how you got to where you are today, but what is it that makes this your calling, your mission? What, what, how does it connect to you? Talk about uh, the feelings you get by the great work you're doing in our community. So um, I had a son with autism. I have three children, three adult children, and my son with autism, eight years ago, he passed away of a heart attack. Mm. Um, he had a lot of challenges with autism. Um, required a lot of support and service and so I had to learn to be an advocate I had to learn to get involved with my school system even with my legislators to get what he needed so that we could keep him at home and um, help him have a meaningful life uh, living with his family so when he was around 10 is when spectrum started I thought at this point maybe I can share what I've been through to help others had no idea that spectrum was going to become what it is today but it has become my passion to help other families and to encourage those in our community to not just accept people with autism, um, but to embrace them and include them in employment, in any kind of church activities, anything in our community that they would feel welcome and uh, understood. I think right. a lot of people now know what autism is, but they haven't quite learned how do you accept people with autism. Uh, that's got to be comforting, I just want to say, because people that are going through that with their families, you're going through it as well and did go through it. So there's a connection there. Absolutely. They, you know exactly how they're feeling, and, and it gives them some comfort as I, well. I think that um, that connection word you said is really the critical piece because we all need to be connected in our communities, and people with autism actually love being connected. They just don't know how somehow uh, to do that. So their parents sometimes become a little isolated, keeping them separate from other people. When we see these large turnouts at our meetings and events, that is – the thing that makes me smile is seeing those families connect with one another and realize they're not doing this alone. Other people are living this life and on the same journey. And we learn more from other parents than from any professional. They can tell you what worked for them. What they All these kids are so unique and different, too. But to see families connected, I just feel like we all need those social connections. And one of our meetings, one of our parents um, brought a 26-year-old. Her first time to come, it was our holiday party, and she came up to me in tears at the end of the meeting saying, my son just made a friend. She said he's never had a friend in his entire life. She mm -hmm. said, but they have a common interest. They both like basketball, and they connected on that. Now they're planning to get together. They've exchanged phone numbers. And just to think about the need we all have to have a friend and to think of someone. And I have adults that are diagnosed as adults that come to our meetings who will mm. say part of the why they're getting involved is they've never had a friend. And they're mm. 40 years old mm. or 50 years old. The rate of autism, the CDC has just done a study on adults, one in 45 adults. So we know that the children's rate is much more frequent than the one in 54 that was just released. So. Yeah. Um, that social piece and connection piece, I think, is the critical thing we bring in addition to sharing hope with these families. I had a parent who came to a meeting with a 10-year-old who came to me afterwards and said, I don't know if you know, but I've been very depressed. I can't sleep at night. I'm starting to feel like I'm crazy. She said, because I'm so worried about what's going to happen to him when he grows up, when he becomes an adult. And we had had a panel of parents with adult children talking to other parents to say, if I only knew then what I know now, yeah. things you wouldn't have worried about as much, all the therapy, whatever it might be. And she said to me, thank you so much for having this tonight because tonight I can go home and sleep. I think I have hope now. Hmm. And I could barely hold it together at that point. Um, but when I went home, I said to my husband, you know what? That's why I do what I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
that might be the great. We have a new. That was bell worthy. We have a new leader in the clubhouse of the greatest bell moment on the show. Um, Claire, I'm going to ask you a question that might be unfair. And if it is, please scold me. Michael, ring the bell for. There's there's not a bell. There's a a buzzer sound or a horn that will penalize me. Um, This group started by the Gwinnett County School System kind of saying, hey, we want it to be parent led, but has always supported You've had supportive churches. You've had supportive businesses. You've had support from the community. Um, if if you could speak to the people who haven't yet really engaged with autism with someone on the spectrum, um, maybe they acknowledge it, but they've they've not really gotten involved. They've not really, um, you know, what would you like to tell a room full of people who haven't yet really engaged with with the spectrum and with autism and people with autism what would you like them to know okay um really they are people just like you they may see the world a little differently they may communicate a little differently but they may not look you in the eye but they are listening and they feel just like you do they hear what you're saying even if they may not be able to respond and just to be kind and to be welcoming. I love seeing local businesses right now hiring individuals with autism. We're actually so excited about how many Gwinnett businesses are hiring people right now. And they don't know what they're doing. They'll tell you, we're learning as we go. We're learning to have more patience. We're learning that maybe they can't do as many tasks as fast to break things down. Well, we are gonna teach them how to do that. We're putting together a training just for local businesses. We're gonna have an event November 6th. It's gonna be the Starshine Gala and we're gonna recognize those shining stars in our community that are hiring people with autism and we're going to inspire them and encourage them and give them some awards and recognition for that. And I've heard uh, people that have hired autism, folks with autism, that they are some of the best workers out there. Absolutely. Dependable, very focused, very focused. focused, they're on time, they don't miss work, and my manager over at my local Culver says they don't even steal from me. So I said, not one I thought of, but they're so honest. Um, yeah. Yes, so they make great employees. Do, you know, we've had uh, groups on, uh, organizations, nonprofits that are similar to yours, and, and sometimes they, some of the people that are participating age out of the system. That never happens, it sounds like, with Spectrum, where, you know, you get to a certain age, up. Oh, you're 30 years old now, we've got to kick you out. Seems like the support is always there. It's, Would that be an accurate statement? We cover the entire lifespan, and our fastest-growing programs right now are our programs for adults. Yeah. They want to meet every week. They desperately need those friendships and connections, and we are still teaching them social skills, which is very interesting that they are still learning how do you start a conversation in a group where you don't know anyone at the age of 25. We have a women's um, only program because we learned that more and more women are being diagnosed with autism, and often as adults they're finding out because they were over looked because women tend to be more social and know how to mask more they know how to imitate maybe social skills yeah. but they might be that odd one in the group and then as they get older they start realizing they don't have friends um, they're depressed they start connecting with people they they relate to someone else with autism and then they think maybe I have autism so we have a, a lot of women's only groups going as well you mentioned earlier, again, where our guest is Claire Dees, the executive director with Spectrum Autism Support Group. You, you touched upon a couple of your bigger events earlier. Uh, as we do the podcast today, I know you have one coming up uh, soon that you wanted to talk about. Let's talk about what's coming up with your group. Okay, thank you. So the Georgia Race for Autism, I mentioned earlier, um, we are hopeful that it will be a face-to-face event at the Gwinnett Fairgrounds on October 3rd. 
We have over 2,500 people typically come out, so we're not sure uh, yet if that's going to be able to all be face-to-face, but we're looking at a lot of virtual components or a hybrid model, and I'm still excited about it. We have a lot of sponsors on board already, and uh, we do a lot of social media buzz. This is a great event for the entire community, but it does attract primarily families with children with autism. We have a resource fair um, with vendors, over uh, 80 to 100 vendors. We have... Uh, family fall festival going on with pony rides and bounce houses and hayride and petting zoo fun stuff it's a great day we have 5k 10k one mile a tot trot and a hundred yard dash so there is something for every age and ability level so what i love is you can go and be healthy and run you can also go and stuff your face with food it's right like you don't have to be a runner it's the that's whole family right. yeah. yes for, and so it's, family it's from uh, 8 to 12 so um, georgiaraceforautism.com is the website if you want to learn more about that event and get involved now the biggest thing right now i hope you'll let me share this is we have been nominated for a contest with regions bank called make a difference what a difference a day makes and if you go to um, doingmoretoday.com you can vote for Spectrum every single day for the rest of June to help us win $5,000. We have already um, gotten a lot of votes. We're in second place cool. out of 11. We need you guys to all vote on every device you have. <laughs> all right, where every do they go? Day. Say, say it again. Say it again. Doingmoretoday.com. Doingmoretoday.com. Please Today.com. consider helping us with that. Dare I ask who's in first place? I don't want to run anybody else down. I don't even want to talk about they're them. They're all worthy causes, uh, right? It's a small school in Tennessee called the Madonna School, and they are rocking it. And they figured out, yeah, use every device. And on your device, you can go to DuckDuckGo, or you can change your server and you can get an extra vote in so it's not cheating right evidently not but they're winning right now so we're um about 800 votes behind right now so we would love any uh, attention our people are great at voting and so we're hopeful that we could win it we've been best of gwinnett the last two years all just people voting you know so i love it we got to do it the right way for those that would like (laughs) to know more about spectrum uh where can they get that information they can go to atl-spectrum.com and you can find everything on our website about anything I've talked about today. Mike, I'd like to ask permission, and it is not bellworthy at all, but I, I want to I encourage our listeners to do some. Obviously, they need to get involved with Spectrum uh, if, if any way they can, whether it's uh, sponsoring, whether it's uh, uh, volunteering. For anybody that, that is wanting to do a little bit more research uh, on autism, there, there's actually a show that is fairly entertaining. And as someone who has a son high-functioning on the spectrum, it's also very insightful. Uh, it's a show called Atypical on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that, but, um, it, you know, it's not a G-rated show. I'll go ahead and say that. But it, as, as the father of someone on the spectrum, I just find that show so insightful, um, funny, uh, tear worthy at times so proud of things it's just great show so that that's my little testimonial certainly get involved but if you want to be en- entertained while also gaining insight and claire smiling so i great tip yeah great great little show so thank you for for supporting my, my was little, that bell worthy yeah uh, not not compared to her answer okay, that she okay. gave earlier so no no we'll, we'll put that away all right great one last time the website atl dash like a hyphen spectrum.com claire thank you for coming by keep up the great work and thanks for sharing all the great work you're doing and we look forward to to keeping tabs on you and and staying in touch and, and and learning more as you go along here 
Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed this so much. Claire Dees, Executive Director with Spectrum Autism Support Group here on Business Radio X. Before we get to our next guest, Mike, I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Our listeners can get big savings and enjoy their hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in. Yes, you can come into the to uh, Subaru of Gwinnett. See the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then follow Subaru of Gwinnett's social media pages, like Facebook page, for the latest Subaru offers, news, and community events. All right, Stephen, our next guest here on Gwinnett Business Radio is Aaron Lupaloff with Gwinnett County School District. Did I get that correct? Uh, GCPS Foundation. GCP. Okay, you are with the foundation part, okay? The Gwinnett County Public Schools Foundation. And thank you for joining us. Tell us about the foundation for folks that are not familiar with the organization, Aaron. Perfect. So the foundation supports the 181,000 students at GCPS and the over 23,000 employees at GCPS. So if you look at the real numbers, that means we educate one in 10 Georgians and we are the 12th largest school district in the country and we are the largest employer in Gwinnett County. And you are the senior executive director. So what is your day-to-day responsibility? Uh, my day-to-day responsibility is to support the school system. And as our superintendent, um, Alvin Wilbank says, we have two types of employees, those who teach and those that support those who teach. <laughs> so it's pretty simple. Great. I know we wanted to get you in as soon as possible uh, because you have something timely that's coming up. Talk about this campaign that you are doing right now in the midst of all this COVID-19. So, so the bottom line is COVID-19 Um, has caused the district to go to digital learning. And our district is almost 60% title. So what does title mean? That means we feed almost 100,000 kids breakfast and lunch all year long. And there's not a lot of funding. So we simply call it as we help where the need is greatest. And right now where the need is greatest is we've got to be able to make sure every kid um, has the opportunity to learn and if they don't have internet access and they don't have a Chromebook a laptop a tablet the achievement gap is only going to grow so we're working on ways to get these devices to kids so what are some of the ways that you guys are looking to do that so uh, great question Um, there's all different types of ways Um, The first thing we're doing is having kids check out Chromebooks um, from from school libraries. So they need to have a device. The second thing we're trying to do is get them internet access, which is critical. There's lots of different ways you can get internet access. One of the ways is if you have a device is you can go to a library within Gwinnett County. Um, So that's really the easiest way. We've had a lot of success that way. We're looking at um, potentially putting internet access on our buses. The problem with with that idea is with social distancing, um, kids would be scattered around. And if you look at whether it's a neighborhood or an apartment complex, and if you're behind a building, internet access is not gonna work. So so the bottom line now is we have started um, really reaching out to the schools who reach out to the families and we're using the data that we've processed from digital learning on kids who never signed on or if they only signed on once they were maybe at a friend's house 
um, we're seeking out those families that didn't use internet access and we're raising money. We have a campaign drive to raise a million dollars. It expires, um, or it hopefully will be successfully completed by June 30th, mm -hmm. um, so that when school starts, the start day is August 5th, we don't know whether kids are gonna be in the classroom, whether kids are gonna be at home, whether, whether there's gonna be a hybrid model, um, could be three days a week, two days a week. A little bit of both. K through, K through two. Um, the district has sent out a survey to, to parents, to business owners, to employees to figure out what's best. What uh, do, do you guys have any data as to what percentage of uh, of students in the county? Because you say students not signing in or is the assumption that 100 percent of students who didn't sign in didn't sign in because they didn't have access. Do, do you have a way of designating that? Do you know what the percentage is who doesn't have Internet access in their homes? So that's a, that's another great question. And um, no, it's not 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, some kids have access. They just don't want to sign in. And that students will be students, right? That hasn't changed over time. We right. can agree to that, right? <laughs> right. Students will be students. And even though it's a little different this time because most parents are at home, they're not at work. So, you know, when the cat's away, the mice will play is not really the case because we do have parents encouraging um, their kids to sign on. Still, kids will be kids or, again, having four grown kids. Right. But and grandkids, we know that kids will say, hey, mom and dad, we've signed on. They've signed on. It's just to play a video game. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I got to talk to my kids when I get home, Mike. You, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's either, you know, NBA 2K or, or Call of Duty. It's not, you know, Math 101. But you guys have been able to confirm that some of the reason why some kids didn't sign on is because they don't they act they don't have access to that. You know, absolutely. I will tell I will tell you because I have a son-in-law who's a um, teacher at Norcross, and those kids don't sign on. He's actually calling them and saying, "Why aren't you signed on? What can I do different to get you sign to sign on?" So, so I'm really proud of our 11,000 plus teachers that they're not just teaching they're following up with those kids who aren't signing on our guest is aaron lupaloff he's the senior executive director with the gcps foundation uh the campaign is called the we care campaign specifically how can people contribute what do they need to do so so it's very simple if you go to www.gcps-foundation.org it's on our front page and you see an apple and you click on the apple and no amount is too small or no amount is too large. Um, we've had success um, from individuals. We've had success, actually our employees are, are given to the campaign because they know how important it is. Absolutely. And they know these kids um, really need devices. We've had success from our retirees. We've had success from um, corporations, both in and outside of Gwinnett we've gotten a grant from the united way of greater atlanta we've applied for a we cares grant from gwinnett county which we'll find out about june 30th no rock is left unturned and and i'm not i'm shameless about saying if you have a question you can call me 24 7 at 404-405-6471 um, and i'll pick up the phone 
obviously, Aaron, we you you are in here to talk about um, the We Cares campaign uh, that arose because of COVID and because of sheltering in place and and having to to do learning digital learning uh, from home. On a normal year, <laughs> which we hope to return to soon, what are some of the other things that the GCPS Foundation gets involved in, and how do they help the teachers and the students uh, and support? So we help in a lot of different ways and, and ways you may not think of. Um, for example, all of the schools don't have robotics programs. And so we're going to help those schools, whether it's an elementary or middle or high school, provide funding so they can have a robotics program for their kids. Um, some of the schools, the teachers have great ideas, and they write us a grant application. They want to put a food garden with with spices in an elementary school and they need fifteen hundred dollars to make that garden which is going to help a thousand kids um we have programs after school programs they're so important kids get behind and we need to pay for teachers to show up and kids to learn and to provide a meal so if they have a hungry stomach and even if they're in the after after school program from 2:45 to 4, you know, we'll give them an apple and some milk. Um, those are just samples of, of many different programs. I hope this doesn't come across as a dumb question, but if I go to the website and I want to donate, but I don't want to maybe donate to the We Care program just yet, maybe some of those other programs you just mentioned I want to donate, can I do that as well? It's a milk carton on the website. So the Not apple the is apple. for We Care. There's a milk carton for Is that right? Do no. I have So do I have some <laughs> options as well? So so you can give what you want to give to. And, and again, that's a great question because there's a mom and dad um, who's in the Meadow Creek cluster. And they really don't want to give to the We Cares program, but the Meadow Creek Band um, was invited to play in New York City for the January 1st parade, and they can say, hey, we need to give to this. So we are certainly um, flexible. We have over 100 different funds that they can give to. We support all 140 schools. So you find a need, and we'll fill that need. Great. So the vehicle is there. The website, one last time, Aaron? Is www-gcpsfoundation.org. And I do know that the goal for the We Care campaign is $1 million. Yes, sir. By the end of June June 30th. Right. Can I ask, where do we stand so far? We're way north of halfway there. Okay. So we're making progress. We are making progress. That's a great turn of a phrase. That was a great. He deserves a bell for that. Way north of halfway there. I like that. There you I like go. That. Because the analytical mind in me wants the percentage. Give me the number. Give me the but a but financial he, planner guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's that's a great answer. Way north of halfway. I like that. We, we we've got room to go. We have plenty right? of room to go. Yeah. We need your help, and we'd love to raise a million and a half dollars. Oh, oh, there you go. There you you go. still want to create that urgency too. Absolutely. You don't want to say, oh, we're just about there. Yeah. People go, oh, they're going to be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have two weeks. Right. Tick tock, banana rock. <laughs> Get to gcpsfoundation.org. Not a lot of time. Aaron, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing this. Keep up the great work as well. We appreciate what you're doing, and uh, let's let's hope we get there. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Aaron Lupiloff, again, the Senior Executive Director with the GCPS Foundation, joining us here on the program. Mike, you know, uh, we like you said to start the show, we normally uh, interview B2B businesses. Right. Um, this was a good break. This was a good, and, and you know what, one, and I knew this already, but it's always good to be reminded that 
even pe- people who are involved in causes or involved in nonprofits, business is business when you do it right and you do it well and you do it caring about others. So we sell that here today. A- and you rang the bell only twice. You showed me how to do it. <laughs> am, am I out of the dog? Show, am I show, out of the bell? Show some restraint. We, we are friends again. We're okay. good. Whew, okay. We are good. Right. This has been a great show then. We want to remind everybody to make sure you follow us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all over the place. Uh, also, be sure to follow us uh, on your favorite podcast app. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Spotify, you name it, we're on there. Tune not in. only not only subscribe, but but uh, make a comment and like us and all that good Pod stuff. Ch- Podchaser. Yeah, okay, yeah. Castbox, yes. Google Podcasts. We, we, we got you. Okay. We're on all of that. So we appreciate our listeners. We appreciate our guests today. For our producer, JJ, I'm Mike. For Steven, we'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Uh, 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 uh.